Thank you for joining us today. For more information about the church, campus locations, service times, and more, visit ecoegt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram, at ecoegt. Now let's repair our hearts as we go into the message. I want you to take your Bibles with me and turn to the, the book of 2 Peter chapter 1. You know, through the last few years, I've enjoyed preaching from this, from this passage. And I think that this series that we're going to start today is going to be real relevant to what we are experiencing in our own hearts, lives, and our family. Today, we begin a brand new sermon series on Survivor. You remember the TV show Survivor. They would take individuals, drop them on an island, and uh, you had to survive. But the difference is you're not being dropped on an island. You are being quarantined to your home. And instead of voting people off and out, you have to get along with each other. It's a real test of one's spirituality. It's a real test of one's relationship with the Lord. And here in 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, the Apostle Peter is giving us some uh, great advice, some great wisdom of how to grow in our relationship. Let's begin reading in verse 1. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ, And I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith that we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. I love that verse. Let me read it once more. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Now notice verse 5, in view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. And then Peter gives a list of some godly characteristics that we need to begin to develop and add to our walk and to come into full maturity. Now, I want you to go down to verse 8. Verse 8 says, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. 
So, dear friends, brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things. Now, notice what he says. Do these things and you will never fall away. Wow. Peter says, if you do these things, you will never fall away. I want to talk, first of all, about thriving and not just surviving. I believe that during this season that God is going to help you thrive in your walk with him. I believe God's going to help you and give you an anointing beyond your own capacity to be who he's called you to be. Going back to what Peter says... He says, I am a slave and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith that we have. See, I believe during this season, God is calling you to take ground and not surrender ground. God is calling you to advance and not retreat. God is calling you to conquer and not walk in defeat. See, the enemy thinks that he can take territory from you when it comes to this season. But we declare to the enemy that we are going to gain and not lose. We're declaring to the enemy that we are advancing and not retreating. That we're going to walk in victory and not defeat. See, I declare over your house, I declare over your life that you're not going to simply survive, but you're going to thrive in this season. Why? Because we are going to take new territory, we're going to take new ground, and we're going to possess the promised land. I love Joshua chapter 14 verse 12. It records the words of Caleb to Joshua. And Caleb said this, give me this mountain. I believe that we can say prophetically, give me this mountain. You're going to thrive and not just survive. Peter says, I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith that we have. And church, I want to remind you that our faith is precious. We share this wonderful, precious faith. For you see, Peter's position was different, but his status was the same as those he he wrote to. Peter was an apostle in his position, but his status was a child of God, a child of the king. See, the ground is level at Calvary. And this faith that we share is precious because we have not been redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, but we've been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Now, the word precious here speaks of a high cost, high worth. Church, our faith, our salvation is precious because it has cost so much. 
We are going to thrive in this season because you realize this relationship you have with God is so, so precious. Look at verse 2 for a moment. Peter says, may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. See, you're going to thrive because God has given you more and more of something that is needed in order for you to thrive. The New King James uses the word multiplied. And the original word means to increase. Now, what is Peter talking about? To multiply what? To increase what? Grace. Another word for grace here is favor. See, favor is going to be multiplied in your life. Favor is going to be multiplied upon you. But not only grace, not only favor, guess what? Peace. And the word peace here means harmonious relations and freedom from disputes. Now, this is important when you're quarantined with others. This is important when you're in the same household. See, God's going to give you favor and God's going to give you peace in this season. Now, how? How is this going to happen? As you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus, our Lord. So how do you receive more and more grace? How is peace multiplied in your life and in your relationships? As you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, how do you thrive in this season? How do you survive what you're going through? As you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. See, the enemy's trying to destroy you. The enemy's trying to to bring accusation against you. But you are determined today that you're going to grow in your relationship with Christ. See, another reason you're going to thrive and simply not survive is because as you do these things, look at verse 10. Notice what Peter says. As you do these things, as you work hard to prove that you really are among uh, those God has called and chosen, as you do these things, you will never fall away. The King James says you'll never stumble. In other words, you won't trip up. The word means to lose one's footing, to stumble, to trip. It means to experience disaster, to be ruined, to be lost. See, what is going to guard you and protect you from falling away and or stumbling? Do these things that Peter is talking about. Do these things that Peter is writing about. See, make a decision to take new territory in your spiritual progress during this season. See, we're not going to surrender ground to the enemy. We're going to take new ground in our walk with God. Why? Because he's promised us that mountain. And by faith, we're declaring that's my heritage. That's my inheritance. It is mine and I want it. I want to challenge you, don't settle for the status quo. 
Don't settle just to be mediocrity uh, in your life at this moment. Go after the things of God. Grow in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you're going to thrive and not just survive. You might be thinking, well, how? How can I do that? Because Peter says you have everything you need. You have everything you need. Look at verse 3. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, and the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. See, I think it's important for you to see yourself as having plenty, as God has provided what you need in this season, in this time. See, the truth of the matter is, when it comes to success in your walk with God, you have everything you need. Peter says, by his divine power, we lack nothing. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Now look at how powerful this truth is. Everything we need. You can do this. You can excel. You can go beyond. Because he has provided everything you need in Christ Jesus. I love the words of the Apostle Paul as he, as he writes in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. He says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I want to remind you, you do not serve a God of scarcity. You do not serve a God of lack. You do not serve a God of inadequacies. We serve a God of abundance. We serve a God of sufficiency. We serve a God of plenty. You do have the grace. You do have peace in this time. God is a God of abundance. Jude Verse 24 says, Now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and to bring you with great joy unto his glorious presence without a single fault. He who is able to keep you from falling away. I love Romans 16 verse 20. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. You're going to survive. You're going to thrive during this time. Why? Because God is going to crush Satan underneath your feet. Now, all glory to God, verse 25, who is able to make you strong. You're going to survive. You're going to overcome. Why? Because God is going to make you strong. 
Peter says he's called you to himself. It is in this knowledge, this relationship, that you're growing in knowledge that you receive grace, you receive peace, and these precious, wonderful promises are yours. One theologian writes this, all that believers need for spiritual life and godly living is attainable through our knowledge of Christ. Paul, writing to the church of Philippi, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more, and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. See, our prayer for you today is that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. You will survive this quarantine. You will thrive during this time. Why? Because you have everything you need. But it's in the context of your growth, of you growing in Christ Jesus. So this is the challenge for all of us, to keep growing in knowledge and understanding. The Bible Knowledge Commentary writes this, An intimate, full knowledge of Christ is the source of spiritual power and growth. Paul also prayed a similar prayer for the church of Colossae in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. It says, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. Notice, as you're growing in wisdom and understanding, your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So make a determination that you're going to use this time, this season, to really lean in to the activity of God and to grow in your relationship with him. You know, Peter makes this bold statement that God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Verse 4 of chapter 1, 2 Peter 1. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. His very great and precious promises refer to the promises that Jesus gave during his earthly life, particularly the promises he made regarding the enabling and purifying ministry of God's Holy Spirit in the life of each believer. In John's gospel, Jesus promises the believer the continual presence of the Holy Spirit to assist in obedience. 
in fact, a common designation of the Holy Spirit was counselor. Affirms the understanding since the term counselor or paraclete means the one called alongside to help. You know, in some places the word was an ancient warrior's term. Greek soldiers always went into battle in pairs so that when the enemy attacked, they could draw together back to back, covering each other's blind side. And the soldier's battle partner was called the paraclete or the helper. So think about this. God does not send the believer into battle alone or unarmed. Jesus Christ promises his followers the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And this promise is assured because of the character of the one who's making the promise. See, we can thrive during this time. We can because we have everything we need. And it's based upon the wonderful, precious promises that Jesus Christ has given us. So remember, you're not only thriving or not only surviving, you're choosing to thrive during this time. And remember, you have everything you need. So the third thing is this. Now put the work in. Spiritual growth is work. Growing in your knowledge of Christ is work. And Peter lays out a recipe, and, and we're going to take the next several weeks, and we're going to look at these scriptures, and we're going we're to put the work in. We're going to be determined that, that, that when we get through on the other side of this quarantine, we get through on the other side of this storm, that we're going to be closer to the Lord. We're going to be thriving in our relationship with God because we know we have everything we need. And now we're determined to put the work in. Now, this is so important. Just because we have everything at our disposal does not mean it's going to happen. For you see, you have to put the work in. You have to put forth the effort. You have to put in the time. Spiritual growth is the result of one being intentional. Notice verse 5, the very first part of verse 5. In view of all this, Make every effort to respond to God's promises. Now go down to verse 8. Peter says, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted and, and blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their old sins. In view of all this, in view of that same precious faith that we have, in view of his divine power that God has given us everything we need for living a godly life, 
in view that he has given us great and precious promises, in view that these are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature, in view of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. The King James uses the phrase, give all diligence. See, we have a responsibility to make every effort to grow, every effort to change our lives. We have a responsibility to make every effort to respond to the kindness and generosity of God. And how many can testify that God has been generous to you, that God has been kind to you? So make every effort. It means to give haste to. Don't let any grass grow beneath your feet. In other words, don't just sit there. Be engaged. You know, it's easy when you're quarantined to your home to allow the normal routines to go by the wayside. But you're determined to do something different. You're determined to be engaged. You're you're determined to make every effort. You're not going to let any grass grow beneath your feet. You're not just going to sit there. You're going to engage. And the actual Greek word means excited fervor to do something and accomplish some end. To be excited about your personal growth. To be excited and engaged in your your Christian walk. See, to be engaged in your ability to survive. And by doing so, you will not only survive, but you will thrive spiritually. Now notice verse 8. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord, Jesus Christ. See, verse 8 is what thriving in this season looks like. The more you grow like this, like how? Like the eight qualities that Peter mentions in verses 5 through 7. These eight qualities mentioned should be a part of every believer's life. But they're not static. Believers don't merely have these qualities. Instead, they are increasing in these qualities. To grow in these qualities, we must practice them in the rough and tumble of daily life. As these these characteristics increase, they, they keep believers from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, the more productive you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And is not that the goal of all of us? Is that not how we survive Is that not how we grow as a family? Is that not how we, in our spiritual walk, become productive and we have fruit of righteousness? See, we got to give all diligence. 
We got to make every effort. We got to make a decision. I'm not going to let the enemy win. I want to take new territory. I'm going to thrive in this season. See, I believe God's calling you to take new ground and not surrender ground. I believe God's calling you to advance and not retreat. I believe God is calling you to conquer and not walk in defeat. See, the enemy thinks he can take territory when it comes to this season. But we declare to him, we're going to gain and not lose. We're going to advance and not retreat. We're going to walk in victory and not in defeat. See, we're not simply going to survive, but we're going to thrive in this season. We're going to take new territory. We're going to take new ground. We're going to possess the promise. And like Caleb, we're going to declare to Joshua, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. See, I believe God's got something great for you in this season. And I believe what the enemy means for harm, God is already turning things around into your favor. See, I believe, I believe that grace and peace will be multiplied in your life. I believe that you're going to grow in your relationship. And God's going to bring you into a new destiny. But it's going to take a decision. You have everything you need at your disposal. God is so kind. God is so good. He's given you wonderful, precious promises. He's called you to partake in his divine nature. The spirit of God lives and abides and dwells within you. You have the paraclete. You have the Holy Spirit walking with you. He's got your back. You're in the thick of the battle, but guess what? You're not fighting alone. The Holy Spirit is there, and you're taking new territory. Be determined. Be determined to develop your relationship with Jesus Christ. Be determined to not only survive, but to thrive during this season. Why don't we take this moment and just worship God together?